Welcome back to Podcast Principles. Today, on Episode 7, we're diving into the most important decision you'll make about your podcast, the structure of your show. Today, we're going to give you an overview of the podcast formats, their strengths, their weaknesses, so you can decide which format is right for you. This is the biggest decision you'll make for your podcast. This is the frame of the car. It's the template. You can replace everything around it, but the format remains the same. We'll also explore the work that goes into each format, as well as the content that suits each of these styles. Before we get started, let's define the main podcast formats. We have the solo host, the co-host, the interview based, and the hybrid. Obviously, these different formats have different requirements and different content, so we're gonna detail that too. So without further ado, let's jump into this thing. The first format we're going to cover today is the solo host. And if we're talking about popularity, this one is a little bit of a dark horse. For one, you're alone on this format. With a co-host, you get a little bit of a breather. You don't always have to be on or making a point or communicating an idea. With a co-host, you actually get a break. This style also brings a level of intimacy that is unrivaled. The host is speaking directly to you. And in most cases, the audience is tuning in just for that host. The hardest part about this format is the recording. You're relying on you to keep the episode moving. You may be talking for 30 or 40 minutes straight on the microphone while trying to keep the audience's attention. There is also no division of labor here unless you have help in the post-production, but even if you do have help in the post-production, the planning and the episode creation is 100% on you. This format lends itself to a more outgoing or confident type of person because it's on you to keep the episode moving. This doesn't mean that an introvert can't thrive on a solo podcast, but we just have to keep in mind that the attention is always on you. To wrap it up, this style takes more time to plan. It does require a lot of the host, but at the end of the day, it's your show. You get to call the shots. For those of us that play well with others, a co-hosting situation takes the spotlight off of you. It distributes the attention, the reach, and the audience between the two hosts. For some people, and for some topics, solo hosting just doesn't cut it. Not to mention the aggressive nature of the format and relying on yourself 100% of the time. A co-host is not just a safety net, but another opinion, another viewpoint, and another entire set of experiences. Having this available adds a dimension to your content that wouldn't be there before. In some circumstances, two can be, and usually is, better than one. Two hosts can attract two types of people that create a unique listener base who enjoy the balance between the host's personalities. I'd say this is the most important piece of the co-host relationship, the dynamic between the hosts. That's what can make a co-hosted show so much fun. You get to build something with a friend, a colleague, or maybe a business partner. And you get to grow that relationship while you grow your show. Your co-host can also act 
as a built-in accountability system. It's just like working out with a friend. You motivate each other to keep pushing forward. Co-hosting can be a lot of fun for you and the audience. Partner up with somebody that you get along with, who has a different perspective and a solid work ethic. These are all great qualities you wanna see in your co-host. The interview-based podcast is probably the most involved when it comes to preparation and work, but in the right circumstances, it can be extremely rewarding. Not only do you get the opportunity to network and build deep, meaningful relationships with your guests and their audience, but you also get a more dynamic form of content for a fraction of the effort. You don't have to worry about building the show around you or another person. All you have to do is find the guests and create content with them. There is less of a burden on you, the host, to make everything happen. Even if your guests aren't well-known celebrities or experts, they can still bring extremely valuable information from their stories, thoughts, and experiences. Compared to a solo podcast, your job now changes from being the talent to being the interviewer. Your only focus now is to guide the conversation and be a backboard to the ideas that the guests throw at you. Shows that don't fit any of the formats we've mentioned are considered hybrids. These shows mix and match different podcast structures. For instance, Your Mom's House with comedians Tom Segura and Christina P. They have interview-based episodes with guests, but they also have plenty of episodes of just the two of them talking. They usually don't get into the interview immediately, and they might have even 45 minutes or an hour of them chopping it up before they bring in that guest. Investor and Angelist founder Naval Ravikant's podcast, creatively named Naval, has no consistent release schedule, no consistent format, and no consistent length. It goes against a lot of traditional podcast wisdom, but this show started as an audio diary to better explain his own tweets, and it's now transformed into a solo, guest-based, and hybrid podcast combining all of these formats. There's a growing cohort of shows that don't fit the traditional podcast mold. And with 2.9 million other shows to compete with, this makes sense. And doing a hybrid model can be extremely effective when done correctly. A hybrid podcast can be done in a few ways, but the most common is the solo or co-hosted show that has a guest on occasion. The optional guest model is a great way to give the audience a break from you and also add some variety. An interview show is more for the guest than it is for you, or at least it should be. You also get all of the content and promotional benefits from having these impromptu guests. They can share the pod with their audience and bring you some new listeners. To wrap this thing up, your podcast should reflect your personality as well as your strategy. A great podcast is one that allows the host to be in their element, and the audience can sense that. Don't use a particular format just because it worked for somebody else, or because an article online told you it's the best for audience retention. You are the one that is going to be doing this week in and week out. So it's important you choose a format that doesn't make you hate your podcast. The best way to know which format is right for you is by being a guest on different podcasts with different formats. Start by adding a few podcasters to your network 
and pay attention to what they're doing. Building a tribe of a few people who do this gives you an inside look into the pros and cons of the format that they use. This is the biggest decision you'll make for your podcast, but it doesn't have to be stressful. You probably already have a good idea of which format fits you. And listen, just lean into your personality and try things out. Try a few different formats before you decide on the one you want to use for your podcast. And with that, I want to thank you for tuning in to this episode of Podcast Principles. We're unlocking the 15 principles you need to launch your podcast. We're available everywhere podcasts are found, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and 15 other platforms. And we also have our video version on YouTube. Whatever platform you're on, please do leave us an honest rating as we're always looking to improve the show. And finally, make sure to connect with myself and the team on LinkedIn. All of the links can be found in the show notes or the description below. So once again, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Podcast Principles, and we'll see you in a couple weeks for episode eight.